the views and opinions expressed by guests on Connected do not necessarily reflect those of Side Street Studio Arts. Episodes may contain adult language. Sharp with Side Street Studio Arts, and welcome back to another episode of Connected. I'm here with Side Street Studio Arts artist in resident Nicole Prokop, and we're here to talk about her role at Side Street and the art she makes and all that good stuff. Um, so to start, Nicole, can you tell us a little bit about the art that you make and the medium that you work in or mediums that you work in? Sure. Um, so it's Honestly, it's really changed, um, especially since starting with Side Street. I took a kind of a long hiatus right after I graduated high school. So, like, for some context, I went to Nicholas Sen High School up in Edgewater. And there I did their visual arts program, which basically for the all, like, for all four years of college, I got to take two uh, visual arts classes a day. Um, So there, it was a lot of painting for me. I kind of finished off, um, I kind of graduated with a lot of knowledge about painting, and that was my favorite medium um, that I would use. And then I took a hiatus, tried going to college, um, went to a couple different colleges, um, was kind of set on doing some kind of medicinal degree. um, And then ultimately got back into art, did painting again. And now it's like, I've done furniture, um like remodeling furniture I've done more painting on top of furniture with furniture I've done crochet that was a big thing that I did for a couple of months um what else I did anything available to me like I've tried air dry clay, which I never thought I would use. Um, hmm. And now I'm going back to painting now. Um, I've been dabbling with oil paint. That's been something that's been really fun because I've always been an acrylic paint girly Mm -hmm. um, because it's just so much easier. But I do really like oil paint. And now I'm doing window painting and it's just like, I don't know. I've just been trying a lot of, a lot of things that I haven't really thought of doing before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So when did, can you talk a little bit about your decision to kind of like change your career path? You said you went to multiple different colleges, kind of looking more into like a science. And then you had done art in high school. What made you want to go switch back to um, possibly, you know, going down a more artistic path? 
Yeah. Um, I think art's been kind of like this thing that's been with me my whole life. Like I've always been creative and been making things. A big push for me doing more of like a realistic, quote unquote, realistic career was my parents. Um, so they are immigrants. Um, they both immigrated here. My dad immigrated with his parents and then my mom immigrated alone. Um, so it was a really big push from them to, you know, go to college all four years, get that bachelor's, get a good office job. Don't ever get a job that gets your hands dirty. Mm. Like that is one of the things that like my mom still tells me to this day where it's like, do something that doesn't require like your hands. Um, and, you know, they, you graduate at 18 and they just expect you to kind of know what you want to do for the rest of your life. <laughs> so originally I wanted to go to Loyola up in the city because um, that's where I graduated high school. Um, that kind of fell through. So I moved back in with my parents, um, started university at St. Francis in Juliet, uh, University of St. Francis, did a semester because even though I had the presidential scholarship, it was still a lot um, financially on me. And my parents weren't weren't going to help with, you know, student loans or any of that. And I didn't want to put anything under their names. I kind of wanted, you know, to bear the burden of that. Um, decided to do, you know, just get my gen eds done at a community college. So I ultimately finished at Moraine Valley Community College with my associates in biology. The thing with that is once you get a biology degree, it's very, like the possibilities of what you can really do is pretty narrow with the biology degree. It's like you can either finish off with like a teaching degree and do something like you could be a professor or a teacher of biology, or you could do lab work um, in biology. And neither of those really spoke to me. So then the third option is really commit, not only do, you know, I had an associate's, I would have to finish a bachelor's degree, a master's, and then probably do some kind of doctorate degree um, to do the third option of like becoming some sort of doctor. Mm -hmm. And I was just like struggling the whole time where it was like, I enjoy this. I like learning about this. I don't think I could do this the rest of my life. And constantly I was trying to figure out, well, okay, if that's not what I want to do, what is it that I want to do? So that's when I started, I took like a year off of school and I just was working nonstop trying to get my 
um, savings up so that I could go back to school and, you know, pay it off as I go. And I started working as a pharmacy tech, thinking that I would go back and it would be really great to put on a resume if I'm going to be some kind of doctor, you know, it was like, I was thinking, oh, doctor, maybe I'll do like, instead of like do a DM, I'll do an OD, which is like a different type of doctor because that speaks to me more. And then I was like, well, maybe I could do some kind of nursing. And it was like, I was going through all of these different paths and none of them spoke to me. But then the one thing that I constantly wanted to do was like create and make things. And I would spend my off time doing that. But then with that comes like the anxiety of like not making things that are sellable. So it kind of changed my perspective of like, all right, well, I keep struggling with this one degree. Let me just finish off with an associate's degree, get, you know, some kind of paper, signify that I'm done, um, kind of close off that chapter of my life and figure out how I'm going to make a career doing things that I like genuinely like doing. So yeah. And then with that, it's been like, you know, I still get questions from my parents about when I'm going back to school. Yeah. <laughs> and all of that. Um, but I'm pretty happy with where I'm at right now. I don't think I, I need to go back. Um, my student loans are actually waiting to be paid right now since <laughs> they reopened payment. Um, so I, I don't think that would, that would be a good idea. Yeah. I kind of forgot where we started. <laughs> Sorry. That was a tangent. <laughs> no, no, it's great. It's, it's like, I, and I feel like that's relatable to, to so many people in the art field and, and sometimes not even in the art field of just parents' expectations or the path right. that they want to go down, you know, if, especially if it's any sort of creative field, it's like, well, you know, that's how are you going to, um, you know, be, how is that going to be profitable? How, how are you going to make money or you're never going to make money? Um, I have a bachelor's in art history and journalism. And then my fiance has one in music and constantly we hear like, Oh, you guys are going to be broke. You're never going to have any money. And it's like, Oh, okay. Maybe that's true. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> we're trying, we're working, but like, it's a, uh, you know, it's just always those comments. And especially if you, you know, you said your parents are immigrants and, and like constantly wanting for you better what maybe what they grew up with and, and parents just want their children to have a better life than they have. And, and then they place expectations on them that, you know, it's maybe not what, you know, the child wants or whatever. And then right. you know, make, 
a decision about that at 18 years old, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it's a lot. And uh, I feel like that a lot of people, it's hard for them to, you know, switch from that traditional career path and focus solely on art. You know, I feel like maybe a lot of people want to do that, but they just can't kind of jump the gun and just do that, you know, because there's so many things in your head telling you not to and what society expects and all of that. Um, So I think it's a very brave, you know, decision to be like, okay, let's just skip all that and focus solely on art. Um, Yeah. Is your, uh, your science kind of career path, you said you did have an interest in it. Was it kind of solely more like, I feel like this would kind of please what my parents are asking, or is that science, interest in science, does that bleed into your art? Did did you kind of homogenize the two, or are you just like, well, that was just something I did because I didn't know what else to do? You know, I think, I think it would be pretty cool if I, if that did happen where it was like, oh yeah, this like love of art and this love of science like blended perfectly. And now that's what I'm doing now. And that's my whole brand, Hmm. but it's really not. (laughs) Um, I think that was like very fun for me to um, like take classes for um, because some of the skills are the same. Like I really enjoyed my, um, like my lab classes where it was very hands-on. Um, so I've always been very like tactile, um, where I just like being able to make something, you know, with my hands, um, which is harder now with everything being online and, you know, even like there's still painting, but more of it is, you know, on the iPad and stuff like that. Um, you were saying that like your kind of interest in science and and your kind of <laughs> path to art, it doesn't really, you know, you said it was like, oh, it would be perfect if it kind of just like coincided like that. And it not really, but I think that's more realistic you know it's almost like too perfect if you're you know you were interested in science you were interested in art and it perfectly meshed together and you said it's your brand but I feel that's more realistic like you know everybody has slight interests in something else but that doesn't mean they want to do it for the rest of their lives you know so it's just it's more realistic to be like well I just kind of did that because it was slightly interesting to me, but yeah. Um, and I constantly think now too, like, oh, what would everything be like if I took art classes and got, you know, a degree in art? Um, but no, I mean, like, the real answer is I just took biology thinking I am going, I'm spending all this money on a degree. I might as well take classes and build up that portfolio um, with a degree that gives me a higher chance of getting a job that 
makes me this amount of money per year. Because that was constantly the thing I was thinking about. It's like, all right, this is how much money I'm putting in. This is my possible return. Um, you know, my parents and my grandparents are always talking about, you know, get that great job, that great like office job or whatever, um, so that you're making this much money a year. Because once you hit that benchmark, then you're going to be successful. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was the real like reason that I was doing that. Um, the reason that I was so difficult was like, I was trying so hard at my classes and I was a good student. So I was, you know, having fun in the classes. I was learning a lot. Um, I was, everything was sinking in. I was a good test taker. So all of those things made me, it kind of, how do I say this? I mixed it up with being passionate about the degree and about being in school because all of those were so positive and everything was going well, like, you know, I didn't have to stop going to school because I wasn't like flunking out of all my classes. Like that's what I thought it would take for me to finally be like, well, school isn't for me. It's like, well, you're doing great in school. You should, you know, just keep it up. Just, just do it for the long run. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry, you can hear her in the, in the bathroom. <laughs> um, that's my cat, Nala. And she inspires a lot of the art that I make right now. <laughs> as silly as she is. Um, but yeah, it was like cutting that tie with school was what actually made me feel like art could be possible because up until that point it was just a hobby and just something people did to you know make pretty things it wasn't sustainable mm -hmm. I should say yeah that was a great point you made and I think especially maybe the older generation, you know, where our parents kind of fall into is like this expectation of like, okay, you know, you're a hard worker and, you know, you did well in classes and you're a very hard worker. So I have no doubt and knowing you and working with you at Side Street, I have no doubt that you could be amazing at an office job because you are that type of person that would work hard, you know, wherever the setting that you are, but like, are you passionate about it? Will you be happy at it? You know, I'm kind of that person too. No matter where you put me, I'm going to work hard because that's how like I was raised. But, mm -hmm. and I feel like the older generation was like, okay, well, yeah, you're successful. You, you, you work hard at your job. You make a decent amount of money. That's great. That's what we want. And it's like, well, I'm not passionate about the work that I'm doing. I don't really, you know, I, I put effort into it because that's the type of person I am. But at the end of the day, that that's not what I'm passionate about, you know. 
And right. it doesn't take you like, like you said, like, it wasn't like this thing where like you were flunking all your classes and you can be like, okay, this isn't working out. You were doing great, but the passion wasn't there. So I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. A lot of artists, you know, if they have a separate job, like this is, you know, I'm doing great. Why should I drop everything and focus on my art? You know, but in reality, you just got to kind of look inward and be like, well, yeah, this is what am I passionate about? Right. That could be a hard thing to like stop and like think about, you know. It definitely was. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I still have that, you know, those thoughts, like I won't say all the time, but I do kind of try to reflect um and think about like you know what am I truly passionate about where am I going like what are my goals Mm -hmm. all of that like it is very important to kind of keep up to date with you know who you are what are you feeling is this thing that I'm doing actually serving me um yeah yeah so you kind of decided, you know, you looked in where you, you made this big decision of, you know, we got the associates, let's kind of more focus on art now. What was the process after that decision? Like, what are the first steps that in your head you're like, okay, this is what I have to do next? I think the biggest thing for me was to move out. Mm-hmm. I think it was something that I was thinking about for a long time. Um I felt very stuck at the point, like, where I was. Um, I'm trying to think, like, exactly to where where I was at that, like, breaking point, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, I remember I was working at CVS. Um, I was a pharmacy technician. I had, um, I wasn't happy in that role anymore. Uh, so I had stepped back and was just like, I changed my role into just being like a manager. Um, like a, they call it a shift supervisor, um, for the front of the store. And, I was working a lot. I was making, you know, making money so that I could have a majority of it in my savings. And I think a big catalyst was me and my partner, Tatiana. um, They've always been, you know, great to me and everything. And I think she was the one that really told me, like, or maybe not told me, but was sort of pushing me where if I wanted to be unstuck, I couldn't get to that point still living at my parents' house Mm -hmm. because they were sort of, like, holding me back. 
So a big part of it was, all right, I'm already set on the idea of moving out. Where do I go? Um, and that's when I was applying to um, different apartments and me and Tatiana always kind of like wanted to live near each other. Um, at that point, I was living in Tinley Park uh, with my parents. Um, my job was in Tinley, like everything. My college was in Marine, um, Marine Valley. So that's like near Payless. Um, and Tatiana lived in or lives in Elgin. So it was a very long commute. I would drive like an hour and a half to come see her. And she told me like, oh, one of my brothers used to live in this apartment building. It's for artists. Um, you should try to see if you could apply um, and live here. And I saw that it was like, low-income housing. I was like, that's perfect. I'm, you know, not making that much money. Like, it would be a good option for me. I applied, and then the whole process took nine months. Like, from the second I applied to the time that I got the call back about the apartment being open, it took nine months. Between that, I had gone to Poland for about two months um, to visit my family. It was not post-COVID. I think this was during 2021, mm -hmm. um, about October 2021. Um, and I haven't seen that side of my family, my mom's side, since I was like eight years old. Mm -hmm. So it was very like I needed this kind of um time to myself to kind of reflect and everything um to understand really what I wanted to do and I think when I was there and kind of immersed with the other culture um like my home culture it was very much easier to understand that what I have at home is not what I want to be like surrounded with like it's not where I want to be um so I like came back and I started working on myself more really started to grind so that I could have more money for you know my savings so that I could move out as fast as I could like I wanted to be at the point where if I got that call about an apartment opening up at art space tomorrow, I would be able to say, hell yes, like no doubt about it. So that's what I did up until the point that that call came and I was like ecstatic. And then once that happened, I was like, okay, this is what I've been needing to kind of switch that like flip that switch in my brain and be like, this is my new identity. Like I'm no longer just a person making art. Like 
I am now an artist and what do I do now to kind of fulfill that like self-fulfilling prophecy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it is really big when you get your own space, like how it really like makes you feel. And like, especially if you're a pretty independent person, just like, I mean, I lived with my parents for almost two years after college and I love my parents. They're great. They're great people. They support me. But it's almost like you revert back to that, like, childlike, mm -hmm. I don't know, you're just, like, it's hard to push yourself to be independent when you're, like, living with your parents, you know? It's just, like, that right. mindset, yeah. So that's awesome that you were, like, you got that space, which is interesting it took nine months because I've always been curious because I know art space, they can have a pretty hefty wait list because it is, like, you know, low income I know you have to go through like an interview process and stuff right. like that correct yeah so that's interesting it took nine months and that like once you got it you're like okay fully I am an artist now um so when did you learn about side streets artist in resident program and what was like that like applying to that um it's funny because I I knew about Side Street living here. Um, so I moved here over a year ago, like last June. And I knew about Side Street just because of how close it is. Um, but I was always too scared to like look into it. Mm -hmm. or go to the events or like anything like that I think the the most that I saw like in person is the booth that they had at the farmer's market like the first um couple months that I was here um and yeah I was just like too anxious to kind of um explore because that's a big thing with me is my anxiety it has been just lifelong um but it's funny because I heard about the program because someone um like stapled a couple of um like a printout of the website um, in our like mail room, we have a cork board and someone just like stapled the artists in residence, um, kind of like the little blurb about it. And then under that was internships. And then under that was like, do you want to volunteer? Um, stuff like that from the website. And I saw it and I took a picture of it and it kind of stayed in the back of my head for a little while. And I eventually looked it up online and I was thinking like, is this actually something that I see myself doing? And because I didn't go to art school, um, like for, my university um I was like this could be 
good for me. Um, all while I'm still having some like imposter syndrome about, am I truly an artist? Um, you know, at that point I was still working at CVS. I had transferred to the CVS here in Geneva um, so that I could pay my rent. <laughs> I couldn't get, get myself to the point where I could just stop working and kind of live off of my savings. Um, I was too scared to, you know, take that big of a leap. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm working. I'm still not happy. Even when I'm doing like the half and half, like working during the weekdays and doing art on the weekends, like it wasn't fulfilling me as much as I thought it would. Um, so I just decided to apply and, you know, that process, like I did interview, a couple of interviews for that. And I met Tanner and I started meeting more people and that's when it kind of solidified and was like, okay, this, this is what I want to do. So once I got um, accepted for that, which, you know, that little gremlin, anxiety gremlin part of my brain was like, you'll never get, you know, um, pick for that. Like, you're not a real artist, you know, blah, blah, blah. Once that happened and I got accepted for that, I was like, Ooh, okay, this is the next step. I put in my two weeks for CVS, decided I would just be riding on my savings. And I was just like, all right, what, what now? So, yeah. And that was like eight months ago. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now that you've kind of, you're in the community, you've worked at Side Street for a significant amount of time. Um, how do you feel about, you know, you talked about imposter syndrome and I feel like that's a lot of people, a lot of people have felt that, especially creative people, um, you know, I'm not as good enough as this person. I don't have what it takes to do this, you know, stuff mm -hmm. like that. So now that you've been in the community, especially the art community in Elgin for a decent amount of time now, how do you feel kind of now that you've, you've been in it and you've met people and met the artists that, you know, work around Elgin and how do you feel kind of now being fully kind of in it? Um, I feel like I wish I could be at the point where it's like I never have that anxiety, you know, like kind of in my ear telling me I'm an imposter. I still do get that. Um, it has very much lessened. Um, I mean, the more I learn makes it so that 
the more I do and the more people I meet and the more um, I realize that we're somewhat on, you know, an even playing field. Um, so it does take that anxiety away a lot of the time talking, um, you know, just talking to people, getting to know what, um, what these people's day-to-day -day lives look like. Um, cause I really didn't have any idea like what an artist looks like. Cause as a kid, you know, growing up, it's like, you can see what a doctor looks like. You can see what an astronaut looks like. Just, you know, talking about what kids usually say that they want to be when they grow up. Mm -hmm. But I never had an idea of what an artist looked like, what really goes on like behind the scenes to make, you know, creativity happen. Um, but now being able to meet people and see that they're real, <laughs> first off, and then seeing that they're personable and it's just, you know, just another person. It's not like I don't have to feel super inferior or inferior at all because mm -hmm you know, none of these people make me feel like that. Um, I think being able to talk to them and kind of talk about the same things that we're talking about right now. Um, a lot of like, the more you talk about it, the more you realize that everyone kind of has these same feelings sometimes, like some people have them more than others. Um, some people go through them a lot longer than others, but it is like a reoccurring, um, a reoccurring thing. Um, so just being able to talk to people makes it just easier on yourself, easier on myself. Yeah. I have you... You're kind of going through the process of, of, you know, being a working artist and developing your art and kind of, you know, going down this, you know, path of, you know, creating and working and all that. Is there anything that you thought, you know, what do you find challenging about being a working artist? And then on the flip side, what are things that before you started this, you were like, that's this is going to be really hard. And then you found out, well, that's, that's actually not as hard as I made it out in my head before I kind of started, you know, this path? Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. I guess for like the second part of the question, um, hmm. Okay, wait, could you ask me the questions separately? Yeah. Because I think my brain is just like <laughs> over, 
overloaded. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. It was a little too long of a question. Um, when starting, you know, this path of being a working artist, mm-hmm. what did you find? What are some of the challenges that you faced as you kind of go down this career path? Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess for me specifically, a big um, challenge was, or still is, networking. Mm-hmm. Just because I do have um, like issues with my anxiety, um, like I have social and generalized anxiety. So being able to talk to people is pretty hard. Um, So it definitely is the most challenging, I will say. But it's also the most rewarding. So it's been, you know, eight months so far of kind of trying to figure out um, ways to kind of get myself um, less worked up about what are pretty much the same things. It's like, I don't know, there's just like so many different ways of networking and I find it hmm, I'm getting kind of like lost in what I'm saying yeah I feel like Mm. art making art it's like it's very like solitary like you know you just want to do your own thing and be creative and then when it comes to the you know, you have to advocate for your artwork and you have to make those connections and you have to network. And then it's like that, nah, I don't really want to, you know, talk to people or how do I talk about my art? How do I go about, you know, making these connections? Because I, I also understand that a lot, that the kind of struggle, it's like, well, I just want to, you know, create what I want to create, but now I need to talk to people like, you know, right. Yeah, it's that it's one of the skills that even when you go to school, um, it's not really taught or, you know, it's it's not taught. I think it needs to be taught more because it's like, yeah, how do you go about you go about doing that? How do you go about advocating for your art and your business to people? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's just one of those lessons where. I just find myself like kind of starting at square one every single time. Um, Like I could, um, I did a month where I was very keen on making crochet and I did a month of um, this craft fair down in Addison Um. And I was like, okay, well, I'm talking to all these people. I was able to, you know, get a spot at the um, 
market at the fair. Um, I was able to get a spot. I was able to figure out how to make a booth, you know, everything with that. I was able to, um, I had a lot of like local crocheters that I was talking to. They gave me a lot of tips. Um, I was able to do it like for the couple of days that I did it, it was kind of hectic because with the wildfires, the smoke that was coming in, one of the uh, days was canceled. Um, and then there was like another one that I was sick um, that also got canceled. But now looking back, it feels like that was years ago. Um, <laughs> but I was, when I like talked to everyone about that, it was like, okay, I am great at ne networking and doing all these things. And like, I can actually do them and look at all this stuff coming to fruition, like, you know, feeling on top of the world. Then it's like the second the project changes, and it's like, okay, well, replace doing an art fair with something else. Like now I'm doing a window painting mm -hmm. um, for the holidays uh, murals around here in downtown Elgin. It's like the, the minute that that kind of changes, I find myself back at square one where it's like, okay, building up those um and it's not you know square one changes every time where you know it goes up a step every time so i but i do you know find myself going back and being like going back to those core um like the fundamentals of who do i talk to how do i talk to them like, it always goes back to that. And how do I want myself to per be perceived? Mm -hmm. um, and, like, just trying to get those three things down, I think, is necessary for the kind of career that I think I want to have mm -hmm. for you know, the long run, because you're always going to need that. You're always going to need to know who you want to talk to. You always want to know in what tone do I want to talk to them? Like, you know, stuff like that, where I guess, I mean, college did teach me a lot of things, but it was never like, it's always those root kind of human experiences where that money can't buy yeah yeah it's just you just have to expose yourself to it more and more and like you yes. said even though you keep doing it it's still every time you go to do it again it's like you get that pit in your stomach and you're like yes ah, how do I talk to these people yeah it's but, you know, you just got to keep doing it. And, um, yeah, it's something that they don't really teach you. And it, it's a big part of, of the thing. But like you said, hard but very rewarding. 
once yes. you once you do it. Um, so on kind of the flip side of of that was a really challenging thing for you. Mm-hmm. What before you started, you know, being like, I am going to be a working artist. What is something that you thought would be really hard or maybe something that is pressured a lot, like in our society of like something about being an artist that you thought would be really hard that you didn't find as challenging as you kind of made up in your head before you started this career? Hmm. I guess one of the big things that I was thinking was, okay, I want to make art, you know, one of the easier parts of that is materials. Mm -hmm. Like you can always find somewhere to get materials. Cheap materials, <laughs> not always, but there's always, you know, someone you can ask, somewhere you could go buy things. What I always thought would be the harder part of doing art would be how do I get the inspiration to make things or like the inspiration that would translate into the art that I'm making and that that one was a little bit of a journey personally for me um just because I do I mean I'm trying to be more you know open about it but I do struggle with anxiety depression so that was definitely a journey for me trying to just get myself to like not be in my own way um but the last couple months especially it's like as long as you keep your eyes open and like for me personally I kind of like had to kick myself in my own butt and just be like, go outside. Like, that was the main thing for me. Like, if I just go outside, I will see millions of things that I, like, pull from, from my day-to-day life that I can incorporate into my art. Um, And that's been one of the things where it's, like, you think that it's so hard, where it's, like, Ah, oh, it. How can I possibly make art like that is, you know, one of a kind or, you know, whatever? You can't because everything is made up of things that already exist. And if you just like open your eyes and go outside and kind of feel your feelings and you know, create that connection with the world around you, you will find that being able to make things becomes so much easier when your cup is just filled. 
like for me, a big thing is just going outside, going on walks, um, just like looking around, um, immersing myself in my community, um, in the nature that's around. Um, yeah, that's been a big thing. Yeah, well said. Yeah, that's it. It could seem like a such daunting task, but like the simple things, like you said, like just go on a walk, just look at what's around you, just feel what's around you, and and I think like either the way our society is set up, whether that be kind of this like work culture that we have, or maybe it's social media and the presence of the internet I think it can be hard to just let ourselves be and let ourselves experience you know it's always just a very fast-paced kind of world that we live in that you know the whole stop and smell the roses kind of quote you know like just slow down and experience what's around you um my last question for you Nicole is like you know, it doesn't have to have a specific answer, um, a little bit open-ended, but what's your next step in your artist journey? And where are you wanting to go from here? Huh. I guess I just want to kind of explore more. I think that's been one of my main things with the program is exploring new mediums, um, being able to talk to people that do different things than, you know, what I'm used to. Um, I want... It's funny because I always like say that if I could do like every single job for like a week or two weeks, then I would be happy. Like mm -hmm. I am just constantly changing what I am doing and what I like. Um, if I could just keep doing that and trying out new mediums, um, and seeing how you know that challenge how I kind of get through that challenge of learning something new and creating something new I just want to be constantly seeing that in myself I don't it's hard to, for me to like visualize myself in like you know one three five ten years you know mm -hmm. because I it constantly is changing um but I just want to be trying more things and yeah as long as I am able to figure out a way where that's possible, <laughs> I'll be pretty happy. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love that. We're never done learning. We're never done experimenting. 
if we did, I don't know, life would be pretty boring, <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's all the questions I had for you, Nicole. Uh, thank you again for interviewing with me and learning more about kind of the artist process and journey and career and all that stuff that, um, you know, I think artists hear a lot negative, a lot of negativity about, you know, being a working artist in this career path. And, and I, there's definitely challenges as you brought up, but it's not all doom and gloom and right. scraping your pennies and, you know, the whole starving artist kind of, you know, stereotype. It's not, you know, it's, it's a, a career path that if you want to, you know, dedicate, you know, a lot of hard work to, it's definitely re- a rewarding one. Yes. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, it's funny, even like doing this interview now, like I'm very, very easily influenced. So even just doing this, it's like, huh, maybe I want to start a podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, maybe that's my next step. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. I like it. It's a good time. <laughs> um, is there anywhere that people can view your art and see what you're up to and, and all of that stuff? Um, I do have the Instagram, um, Nala's art studio, that one I made, um, specifically for the, my crochet work, um, or like when I was doing the art fair, I'm opening up, uh, Nicole Prokop's art, something like that on Mm -hmm. Instagram. I think if I just do, uh, you know just first last name art mm-hmm. Instagram I think that would be helpful for me yeah. <laughs> um yeah <laughs> awesome all right thank you again so much Nicole for interviewing with us today um this has been Alex Sharp from Side Street Studio Arts and thank you again for listening to another episode of Connected Connected is a Side Street Studio Arts production. Music by Tanner Melvin. Produced by Nick Mataragas. To find out more about Connected and all the great things Side Street Studio Arts offers, please visit sidestreetstudioarts.org.